Aptus 117, The Power of Curiosity. If you were given an elephant, but you could not give it away or sell it, what would you do with the elephant? How many windows are in New York City? What would you do if you were the one survivor in a plane crash? How would you explain the internet to someone from the 18th century? These are just some of the interview questions that are asked by Cisco, Goldman Sachs, Airbnb, and Intel in their interview process. You see, these companies are trying to accomplish something with these questions, even though they seem odd. What are they trying to accomplish? They're trying to gauge the candidate's abilities to creatively think, to problem solve, and to peer into their thought processes. And that's the power of questions. Questions raise curiosity in our life. A question is really a mirror that reflects our thoughts and our beliefs. A question reveals our inner working of our mind and our hearts. And so what these interviewers are wanting to see is they're wanting to see the inner working of the candidate that's sitting in front of them. And that's the power of questions. Questions can, can do those things. It can reveal things that are hidden. It sparks something in our life. Tony Robbins said, the quality of your life is determined by the quality of the questions you ask. And I would agree with that. I'd say that curious people tend to live fuller lives. And I, I, want, to, I want to use that quote, and I kind of want to change it a little bit and say this, that the quality of your leadership is going to be determined by the quality of the questions you are asking. If you're going to be a leader, then you need to be curious because that curiosity is probably going to open up the pathway to see the vision that you have for your organization come to pass. You know, on the morning of September 11th, 2001, George Bush was at an elementary school in Sarasota, Florida. And as you guys know, around 8.45 that morning, while Bush was in that classroom reading with the students, the first plane hit the North Tower of the World Trade Centers, and the world changed right then and there. You know, Bush sat there for several seconds before, you know, getting up. He didn't want to invoke a panic, you know, and, and, and he wrote about this in his memoirs, Decision Points. And I, I always thought it was interesting as I read this, this book, thinking about Bush in that situation, how he was so unqualified to handle what was coming his way and how the world was changing. You know, and, and I don't say that disrespectfully to Bush. I mean, any of us would be unqualified to be president on the morning of September 11, 2001. There's not one person on this planet that knew everything that needed to get done. And what's also interesting after that is how, how rapidly they started making decisions that changed the policy and the course and the direction of the United States. And, and as crazy as that is, you, you think, well, one man's not smart enough to set policy while they're on Air Force One a few hours after the greatest attack that has happened on American soil. And what I realized about being president by reading his memoirs, specifically in regards to that event, is that a president is a leader, and they have a responsibility to put the right people around them and then to ask the right questions to make the right decisions. And I think that can be said for any of us in leadership. Leader, you are responsible to lead and to disciple people. And your work could change the course of someone's eternity. And the truth is that none of us are smart enough to do that on our own. Just as Bush was not qualified to lead on 9-11 or, or any other politician for that matter, neither are we qualified to change somebody's eternity. So, so we have to get good at asking the right questions to make the right decisions. Robert Half said this, asking the right questions takes as much skill as giving the right answers. And I love that. 
Indeed, asking questions is a skill that needs to be honed and improved upon if we want to maximize our leadership potential. Every one of us is born with a certain level of natural leadership ability. On on a scale of 1 to 10, you might be a 2, others might be a 7. That doesn't matter. If you're not curious, you are never going to go over where you were born at. But curiosity will take that natural ability, it will morph it, and it will exponentially grow your natural ability. That's the power of asking good questions. We need to be curious about God and the things of the Bible. We need to be curious about other people and what God's plan is for their life. We need to be curious about the future of our ministry and what God wants to accomplish in Delaware County. You start thinking about questions and the benefit of questions. There's so many benefits. For example, questions are solutions to problems. Right now, every single one of us has a problem. It might be a big problem, might be a small problem, might be an annoying problem, doesn't matter. If you look in your life in all the different areas, sooner or later, you're going to find a problem. Curiosity and questions are the way in which you're going to work through those problems to come to a workable solution. You know, questions have another benefit. Questions formulate our thinking. Is our thinking actively happening in the right way? Well, the questions that we ask are formulating our thinking. This is uh, what we've talked about over the last several weeks when we were uh, in, our, in our series. You know, we, we were talking about how the questions we ask in our questions controversy series, the questions we ask are formulating our perspective of who Jesus is. So we, got it. we have to ask the right questions in order to formulate our thinking. If we're asking the wrong questions, we're not going to be productive. However, if we're asking the right questions, we're going to stimulate growth because we're, we're going to discover that those questions are going to elevate our attitude. Questions increase our understanding. You know, knowledge is power, and that's a term that's often credited to Sir Francis Bacon. However, the idea goes back to the very beginning of time. Obviously, the only way in which we're going to gain more knowledge and more understanding is by asking questions and then learning from knowledgeable resources. You know, a question is is a spark that ignites the fire of curiosity in our life, and it drives us to explore. It drives us to discover the world around us. And, and oftentimes we're going to discover that through people who have experiences that exceed our own. That's why world changers tend to be very curious people. They investigate and ask questions to gain understanding of themselves, of others, and of the world around them. You know, questions reorient our progress. You know, we all have a natural tendency to drift in any sort of pursuit that we have. And questions are a way to bring us back into alignment with our original goals and destination. You know, questions stimulate our own growth. Questions have a way of pushing us forward in our calling and our assignment. You do not currently have all the skills that you're going to need to accomplish what God has called you to do in life. If you had those skills, you would have already accomplished what God wanted you to do. So you need to ask the right questions in order to grow in the right skill sets. You need to get curious about others and how God has used others so that you can learn from them so that you can you can allow God to reproduce the same things in your life. In short, I love what Bob Bile says about questions. He said this, quote, questions will open doors to inner motivations and dreams that no one else is able to unlock. Questions will help solve problems, analyze risk, and take leadership that you never dreamed was possible. Questions unlock boxes around people's minds, hearts, hopes, and dreams. And indeed, I would agree with that. Questions are so powerful. That's why we need to really judge ourselves. We need to judge other people by the questions that they ask rather than the answers that they have. The fact are, if, if, if the facts are this, if people can articulate or not, we are going to be judged by our questions. 
So what questions should we be asking? I, I really put some thought into this, uh, and I started thinking about 20 questions that would really help us to, to elevate every area of our life if, if we contemplated these questions. And, and these are questions that I have gathered over the years at, with various um, resources and various outlets. Um, and I actually have a, a note on my phone where I have a lot of these questions so that if I get into the presence of a, a leader, somebody I want to learn from, I, I have these questions at the snap of my finger and I can just start asking and firing away. And so I want to submit to you four areas of our life that I think we need to ask questions of a regular basis. And I want to ask these questions of God, of ourselves, of other people, and of our ministry. So, so I have these categories, and then in these categories, I have questions associated with it. So let me just go through this and give it to you. And, and my hope is that one of these questions sparks something inside of you that, that as we read through this, uh, you say, that's a question I need to evaluate in my season. Not every one of these questions is going to be applicable to you where you're at, but I think that there's going to be a question or two that's going to resonate with you, and you need to hone in on that question. Because if you start honing in on that question, then you're going to get the benefits of answering that question that we just talked about a second ago. You're going to stimulate your progress. You're going to, you're going to you know, continue to grow. You're going to increase in your understanding. You're, you're going to start making sure that your thinking is formulated the right way. You're going to solve some problems. I mean, so these questions can be of benefit to you. So let's go through these. Category number one, these are questions that we need to ask to God. If you're going to ask some questions in life, I think it's really smart to start by praying and asking the Lord some questions. By opening your heart before the Lord and asking these questions, you're, you're really staying, staying humble before the King. So here's some questions to ask God. What attitude or habit would you like to prune from my life? Question two, what three changes in me would be most pleasing to God and improve my spiritual temperature? Question three, what spiritual principle are you trying to download into my life in this season? Question four, what is my spiritual assignment in this season? Question five, who is in my life you are calling me to disciple? You see, those five questions really hit every single area of our spiritual life. And I think we should ask God some questions. You know, that's something we don't talk about a lot. And, and candidly, I don't know if I do this, do this enough, where we just lay our heart bare before God and ask him some of these questions. You know, God, what, what is something you'd want to remove from my life? You know, God, what's something you would want to add to increase my spiritual temperature? You know, what lesson are you trying to, to teach me in this season? What, what are you calling me to do today? Not tomorrow, not 10 years from now. What, what is my assignment today in this season? Who are, who's around me that you want me to point towards you? Those five questions will really help orient our spiritual life. The second category are questions that we need to ask ourselves. You know, as a leader, we need to be self-aware of who we are and where we need to grow. And self-reflection is a very important habit to develop in the life of a leader. You know, I love what John Dewey said. He said, we do not learn from experiences. We learn from reflecting on experiences. And here's the deal. You're having experiences, but you're not going to learn from them if you don't reflect on them and, and, and take the lessons from those. So, so here's, here's five questions that I think we need to ask ourselves from time to time. Question one, what is one thing that my friends would change about me if they could? I want to camp on that for a second. I love that question. Because if you start thinking about your friends, people who are around you, who are building you up, who love Jesus, who love you, who have your best interest at heart, what's something about your life that they would change if they could? If they were bold enough to actually say it to you, what is that thing in your life that, 
that all your friends, the people who love you, your wife, your kids, they're like, man, I really think that Austin should change that. Question two, if I could only accomplish three measurable professional priorities before I die, what would they be? Now, what are the three things God put me on this earth to do before I die? Question three, if I could accomplish three measurable priorities in the next 10 years, that would make 50% difference in my lifelong contributions, what would I accomplish? Let me camp on that question for a second. That is a question I just read the other day, and that sparked this talk. I feel like I'm somebody who asks questions all the time. As I said, I have a note on my phone that, that have questions ready to go if I get in the presence of a leader. But that right there is a question that I read the other day that rocked me because I don't have the answer to that. And I'm just going to be super honest with you. That, that's the question I am wrestling with in my life right now because I love that question. Let me read it to you again. If I could accomplish three measurable priorities in the next 10 years. So what are the big things that I'm working on that I can actually weigh and measure? That would make a 50% difference in my lifelong contributions. What would I accomplish? Man, great question. Question four. What is the single biggest measurable indicator that I'm making progress towards my dreams? That, I love that question because it, it forces us to actually be honest with ourselves. What is the evidence that I'm progressing towards what God has called me to do? Not what I feel, not what I think. What is the evidence? Now, question five is just kind of a, kind of a one-off question, but I, I like this question because money is an area that touches every single one of our lives. I mean, it's something that we all wrestle with. Sometimes we have a little bit more than what we think we do. We feel blessed in a season. Sometimes we have a little less, you know. So here's the question. If I had to cut 20% from my budget today, what would be the first three things to go? And if my budget increased by 20%, what three things would I do immediately? Man, I love that question. Okay, so we have the first category is questions that we need to ask God. Second category are questions we need to ask ourselves. The third question is the category uh, to ask a leader, questions that we would ask a leader. We all heard the Chinese proverb, he says this, he who asks is a fool for five minutes, but he who does not ask remains a fool forever. I love that. You might ask a question, you might feel stupid asking the question, but nobody's going to remember that you asked that question five minutes from now. But if you really don't know and you fail to ask the question, you're going to be a fool for the rest of your life. The facts are, if we want to grow in wisdom, then we're going to have to ask the right questions to the right people who are beyond us in the journey. And in the right setting, the right questions can really spark the curiosity within the leader that you're talking to. And man, it can really cause them to open up to you. And so these are some questions that I, I have found beneficial and have really opened the door to, to long conversations. And, and perhaps they can be beneficial to you. Question one, if you were me, in other words, you're talking to this leader, if you were me, what questions should I be asking right now in this season of life? You know, if you sit down with somebody and they kind of have a little bit of an idea of your season of life, ask them that question. And it's amazing the things that they'll see that you need to be thinking about. Question two, what is one characteristic that you believe every leader should possess? Question three, what are the most important decisions you make as a leader of your organization? Question four, what is one thing that excites you about the church today? And what's one thing that concerns you? Question five, what three principles would you say are most responsible for your success today? Love those questions. Those questions will 
you sit down with somebody for an hour at lunch, I promise you, you won't need any more than those five questions. That, that, that will keep them going all, all lunch hour. Category number four. These are questions we need to ask of our ministry. So we have questions we want to ask God, ourselves. We want some questions to ask some people that are ahead of us, some leaders ahead of us. And then we need to ask some questions about our own work, our own ministry. What are we doing? Right now, every one of us is leading a team or ministry, and questions can help bring alignment and clarity to the team to help us achieve the stated goals of that team. So here's the first question. What needs are we deeply concerned about and uniquely qualified to address? I think that's a question we all need to ask of our ministry, youth ministry, kids ministry, the church. What needs are we deeply concerned about? What has God dropped on our heart that he's calling us to address in this season? And how are we uniquely qualified to address that need? Not, we're not trying to be like somebody else up the road. How has God gifted us? Love that question. Question two, have we clearly articulated the dream or envisioned future of our ministry? Question three, what measurable priorities are we currently working on? Question four, what three changes could improve the quality of work by 50% in the next 12 months? I love that question because a lot of times we're always trying to fix everything at one time, and that's really, really hard to do. Frankly, it's not practical. And I love that question because, you know, frankly, if if every I just said frankly twice, if we increase our our quality by fifty percent in the next twelve months, it'd make a massive impact in whatever ministry we're trying to do. Question five. What excuse me, who is responsible and who is responsible to who? If you are setting out to do an event or you're setting out to do a service, people need to know what they're responsible for and people need to know who they are responsible to watch over. Because if you don't have that, then you don't have clarity in the system and I promise you, you're going to have a breakdown. So I want to wrap up this episode with another quote. Curiosity is the engine of achievement. And Ken Robinson said that and buddy, I believe that. Curiosity is one of those things that's really, really important for us. And I believe that God has created all of us uniquely to accomplish his will in the season. However, we're only going to accomplish those things when the engine of curiosity is rumbling in our lives. So as I went through those questions, I want to challenge you, which one resonated with you? I told you which one resonated with me. You know, what are the three measurable things I need to be doing in this next 10 years that are going to make a 50% difference in my life's work? And I love that question. Which one resonated for you? Perhaps there's one in each category. I, I, I challenge you. Don't just listen to this and, and, and move on. Find a question. Ponder it. Let curiosity open a door in your life. And I promise you that it will make a huge difference. Love you guys. Catch you next week.